Welcome back, Sprinkles. Today, Don and I are here to talk about to college or not to college. That is the question. That is the question. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, I do not have a college degree. I know you're surprised. Um, <laughs> well, Don's laughing over That's kind of the point, though. That's what we're talking about today, right? Yeah, I'm 16 credit hours away from my degree. But I had five kids, and, well, several of them have degrees, so we're good. I know plenty of people who are 30 credits past their degree <laughs> and, ha- and don't have half the common sense you do. Well, that's the point. We've always had, um, like with our kids, uh, you know, we've had a couple that just aren't interested in college, and I was fine with that. And I think that that's kind of what where we're going to go with this. I mean, I don't feel like college is for everyone, not to mention the price of college these days. Oh, well, yeah. I'm. So I think I think when we like first started kind of this conversation, we said, OK, we should just uh, let's let's jump on here and talk about this because, you know, we've got kids who just graduated, which yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of others out there who did. Congrats. Awesome. Now on to the next phase. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of questions about what you're going to do after high school, um, you know, what you're supposed to do, what, how society guides you, I guess, or, or what, and doing the right thing. and Or ideologies passed down generation to generation on what you should do. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are all good questions. And I, I know, I know a lot of it, um, you know, could potentially be like, um, well, not potentially. I know it is. Uh, a lot of it's race, race related. Some of it's sex related. Some of it's, um, some of it's uh, society and location, geographical. Yeah, I believe there's all kinds of factors right? that so play into it. There's a lot. I of mean, factors. not just into whether you can or not, but in the decision as well. I mean, if you want to, that's that's kind of the thing, or if you are able to. So yeah. So I mean. You and I came from a similar background, and um, I would say that neither one, I, I was never expected to go to college, and education was never something that was pushed in my family. I mean, they were like, go get your GED and fuck off and go play your viola somewhere else. Like, can you play it far, far away? And I'm like 12, and I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, far, far away. We don't want to hear it. So... I never really got, um, and, and I think there's a lot of people, you know, I, from, from like my income bracket that their parents, like that wasn't even an option. What about like, uh, you know, parent entities Did did any of your parent people, did they, did anybody have, who was college educated? Anybody? No one. What about like vocational technical? Um, all my mom's family, like my uncles on that side, were uh, all glazers. So, so they were all trained. You that's know, all probably on trade. the job. Yeah, training. on the job training. I mean, they were big enough to own a family business that was worth millions, but none, no, none of them were college educated. You have some nurses and on your side of the family, right? My sister is now, but she's in the same boat. I think, you know, 
I mean, I, I'm not sure if her mother has a degree or not because we have, you know, the same dad and different moms, yeah. but no, I don't think any of us in that family, like my dad's side, of course, my dad died when I was four, but I look there, I have a cousin that has a doctorate. Um, my sister's a nurse. Um, oh, my, my other sister who we have the same dad, um, she has several degrees. Gosh, Annie has lots of degrees. So I, I guess part of the question is, uh, you know, for you, was it, was it part of the, maybe not daily, but was it part of the vernacular that, that you were going to go to school at some point or go to college or attend a school or was there anything kind of pushed or, you know, hinted at while you were growing up? No. And, but I mean, we're talking about to college or not to college. And my thing was to, you were supposed to go get married and be a servant. Well, yeah. I mean, that's literally what I was taught. Yeah. Like really, like I never discussed college, not like we have with our kids. I mean, you know, whether they want to go to school, you know, or not. Um, it wasn't just that I, I, it wasn't just the ideologies and everything else. It was, it was the income bracket. It was where I was from. It was never, you know, not necessarily where I was from. Cause I have a lot of friends that ended up going on to college and doing things with their lives, but my family, no, it just was never, never even talked about really. Yeah. If you said college, they were kind of like, <laughs> how funny who goes to college? Yeah. Really? That's yeah, like, no, I get it. <laughs> so no. So whenever I had these talks with our kids, it was always something that, um, you know, I mean, of course, Jason, be, he went to college. I'd started taking college courses online by the time he was in college. Um, so I jumped through some of the hoops because um, I think I started just dabbling, taking classes here and there in 2010 you know, and that's the year he graduated. So I'd kind of been through some of the stuff. So I kind of knew, but nothing like, you know, he was going to go attend a university and I was attending a community college. So it was a completely different. But, okay. I mean, so this, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are going to argue about this. Um, but really, I, I think from what I've seen as far as, you know, community college versus university, uh, there is more opportunity for immersive style learning, but ultimately it is what you make of it because there, there are just as many classes that you can take at a four-year university, for instance, there's just as many classes that you can take like in a, I don't want to say online setting or a distance kind of learning, even if it's not really distance learning. I mean, let's face it. Um, you know, there's plenty of people who sign up for a class and they never actually attend the class and they just do whatever the assignments are, or they listen to it online or they don't even actually really attend anymore. And even now I, I bet, you know, I'm, I mean, we've been out of school for a while. Um, and I bet that it's even more so after the whole COVID thing, right? Well, I feel like that there's people and me having, well, I'll just be honest, like, I don't have learning disabilities, but having ADHD, I feel like different people learn differently. And I feel like that some people can thrive in that setting and others can't. Like, I feel like community college for people like me, uh, I benefited from it 
more than I would in a huge, you know, setting. Huge university type setting. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, I mean, so I really feel like there's a lot that plays into that as well. You know, someone's learning style. And I mean, yes, you can, you can come in, you can try to force yourself into it, but it's better to just, you know, go with your learning style instead of trying to force yourself to learn a whole different way just to attend a university or vice versa to attend a community college. You know, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's we have kids that have done both. We have a son that's chose to go to private colleges where it is much more, you know, compact. It's uh, an everybody knows everybody type thing. And, and he enjoys that setting. And our oldest kid went to, you know, a university and he enjoyed that setting. So I think it really just depends on preference, learning style and, you know, what, well, and not only that, the degree that you want as well. Definitely the degree. Yeah. It definitely depends on the degree. Some degrees are definitely more friendly towards online or at pace type of learning versus immersive, do it every day. Yeah. Be there, live it. But either way, I think the thing is, is that I never, I never pushed on our kids or I don't feel like, well, I think I did with the first child. Um, and me having him so young, I, he's always wanted to uh, make me proud, which he always has. But I've never forced on them like what they should do or what type of school they can attend, or if they do attend school. Like, I feel like that's a decision. And if they're not ready for it, right when they get out of high school, it's okay to wait. Yeah. I do it when you're ready because it's your money. So I think that's a good entry into a little bit of my background. And, uh, you know, similar to yours, yes, I do have, uh, I did have some relatives. Who were educated. Who were educated. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had a grandfather who did something. I know he went to school because he was one of the first alum to graduate from uh, University of Missouri. And so I have like pictures of him. He was in a football team, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, I remember they found that out when we were living there. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. We, and we had some pictures for it. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I knew that my mom had taken some classes at an early age. And of course, my. My dad did at various stages, you know, more uh, professional development hours and types of classes rather than, you know, uh, degree seeking or anything. Oh, never... well, I did all that because I was an insurance agent and had to do. Well, it's not really professional. But development. no, you had to take like ethics courses. You had to take actual like. Yeah, you know... uh, I'm saying he, he took he took classes that had to do with, you know, of course, he, he did. uh you know, nutrition and things within food service. And so he did have to take classes that gave him college right. credit. Um, yeah. And, but like I said, it was more, uh, probably more professional development hours than anything. Um, my sister went to school before, you know, she's several years older than me. And so for her to go to school and uh, she got into computer science when I was young. So I kind of looked up to that. But I mean, as you know, um, one of the major things that played a part in what we were allowed to do was the religion. Yeah. And so uh, the religion 
my parents were when I was growing up, uh, as Jehovah's Witnesses, they didn't, uh, they didn't want people to go get an education. Uh, oh, no, you're want... easily, you're easily controlled better if you don't have an education. Yeah. And of course their argument to that was, well, you know, there are things you should be doing, uh, for our religion rather than spending your time on such a secular, mm-hmm. uh, pursuit as getting an education. And if you're trying to make money and you're trying to be financially secure, then that means that you're trying to do it for worldly materialistic reasons and other things. And, um, you know, of course, yeah, never so really I mean, bought onto that. No. So that's what I'm saying is like when we're talking about like, there's all kinds of, and that's the ideologies that I'm talking yeah. about, like that you were just it, you know, I had the ideologies that didn't, you know, make me prepared for college as well. But like, again, it goes back to those things that are forced on you as a kid. And then you're like sitting around going. Oh, sure. Yeah. Those are, those are, those are definite, um, you know, cultural sub societal aspects of whether or not a person goes to school and you know, where you're from demographics, all sorts of demographics, things play into that. Um, and so when I, when I went through high school, you know, I did horrible. I'm not going to get into numbers, but I did bad. I graduated. And see, you're a mad genius now. And I was an honorable student all through like primary education. <laughs> so I, was, I really was. So I was the guy that had all the answers to the test, but never did any homework. I was no. also, I was also very involved in, you know, uh, extracurriculars. So like I was a cheerleader. I played soccer. Um, I was in pep club they called it then yeah. i mean i did all kinds of stuff yeah see that wasn't i mean i i did some things but i just uh it, it was never really a big deal and of course with my parents you know and that trying to guide me through hey this is you know you, you don't really need an education you can go do this so really uh i was more prepped towards uh you know working i just did right. work and so i I did a lot of things like, you know, get out there and working for people and people would, you know, my, who my dad knew would hire me and be like, Hey, you know, this guy is 16 years old and he's, you know, at that time, what, six, four and 220 pounds. I mean, I could make money on the weekend all the time on different projects and things. So I went to school, I skipped a lot for, for whatever reason, whenever I had a job going on or something else going on, but I, school was never really the priority. When did that come become a reality? Was that not until after you went into the military and you were in there for a while? Or was it something that you had on your radar from the time you enlisted? No. So even when I enlisted, like when I enlist, uh, so when you enlist, you get to make some decisions about uh, like, you know, do you want to sign up for the GI Bill? And you're almost stupid if you're not going to sign up for the GI Bill. But you don't have to put money into it right. uh, when you first enlist. And, you know, there's some other college programs there, uh, but really, no, nah, I mean, I never really had the idea that, uh, that I was going to go to college at that point. I just figured, well, I'm going to go to the military. And it wasn't until some of my first experiences at school or at, at the military that, um, I understood 
that school would help me with things right. uh, like, you know, uh, achieving well, also, rank faster. Yeah. I was going to say also, yes. Yeah. Achieving rank Promotions. faster was determined on, you know, whether or not you had some type of college education. Um, you know, they would offer classes. They had a, uh, it had a program on the ship that was called uh, pace programs afloat college education. And you could take classes through, uh, like distance learning through some right. of these universities. And they even had an, they even had uh, one of the professors that was on board during one of our cruises that was going to teach a class. Oh, that's cool. You know, every night or so. And um, so I'm, I went there and I thought, okay, well, I, I had that question a lot. And of course, dealing with officers who had that degree and uh, dealing with other enlisted people and talking to them about it, you know, and I thought, well, Maybe at some point college education would be a good idea. It would help me. And it would also give me some credibility so that when I talked about something, I could, I could talk about it with a a certain amount of understanding of where it came from and and knowledge in the subject. Right. And and it's really that degree that gives you, it doesn't really give you that ability. It just gives you a piece of paper that says you, you probably should know what you're talking about. Right. And, um, so I took a few classes while I was on the ship. And, uh, eventually when I got to England, I took some classes while I was there and I, I kept getting recommended for commissioning programs and, you know, had an idea about what that would take in order to go from enlisted to officer. And, uh, you know, as I looked around in some of the programs, of course you have to have a degree to get a commission as an officer. Right. And, uh, but I had already known that, you know, I, I've, I've butted heads with some of the people that, oh, well, you know, if you want to be an officer, you have to have an education. You have to have a degree. It doesn't matter what it's in, but you got to have some type of degree. Right. And I always thought, well, you know, I feel like I have a better understanding about how things work and what happens and, and because I've actually done it. But I would absolutely need that degree in order to be able to say it with any amount of authority and even, you know, especially right. in the military, if you're going to try to say something with authority, I mean, you almost have to be an officer, a very senior enlisted person before. Which requires do a degree. Yeah. So I have a serious question. Yeah, go ahead. Without your military uh, experience and the money that you were provided in order to get a degree, would you have done it? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it would have, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the military, it would have been insurmountable. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, but you attended universities as well. You attended Mizzou and then you transferred to KU. So those are pretty decently sized schools. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're big schools and, um, and yes, I, I did. Uh, I was transferred for a commissioning program. I actually went to Boost, which is a uh, Navy program that is uh, for broadened opportunities. Essentially, it means it's a it's a program that's designed for people who probably didn't do so well in high school and need some help on some things in order to make sure that they're ready for college. Was that through the? No, that's not. It was the NSI sweatshirt that I had. 
Uh, yeah, Naval Science Institute. That okay. was up in so it uh, Rhode was Island. The, it was the okay. Yeah. And so they had us, uh, they had a group of us that were enlisted and that we were uh, working on our commission. And uh, yeah, the Navy has a whole program for people who are enlisted persons that are working towards their commission. And they put you through training for essentially how to, how to attend college and how to be successful at it. And so they, they sent me to this program where, you know, they give you a, um, you know, breakneck speed course in math and English and science and, and also, uh, you know, naval stuff because that's, you're going to an NROTC unit. So they want you to be prepared for that, but they're there to assess whether or not you have the ability to go through, of course, that if you can get through that program, then you can probably make it through college. You can make it through university because it's the same type of studying and that same type of environment. And then, um, and then after that, they send you on to a university to work with the NROTC unit. And so at that time, I, I was stationed when you and I met, I was stationed at University of Missouri to work with the NROTC unit uh, there in Columbia, which was good because as a, you know, at that time, what, I, I wasn't quite 30, it was 27, 28 and oh, sir, 28, 29. 20, do we okay. have to do this again? <laughs> 20, do we have to, 28 29 i do was we, old do we have to do this uh, again and i was i was going to school and you know working with uh nrotc guys that were like 18 19 years old so it was a it was a good experience because you've you've got to get used to it and a lot of the guys really couldn't handle that because they're you know older right. and um i hate to say it but one of the banes of military people is that they feel that you know, just their experience in the military alone gives them the ability, the, the right to talk to people any way they want to and to discredit them. Oh, how I've seen that. Oh, I know. I'm telling oh, you. how I've seen that. It's one of those things. It's the mentality. Well, and it's also with, with the men and the military, it's like I have a, and you don't. Yeah. Like seriously, like I have a dick and you it don't. Is. Like I, I just feel like that that's, that's. I'm not saying it's all. I'm just saying that I have seen that with a lot of, but I've actually seen that honestly with college professors, like the one that told me I was way too intelligent to be messing with the soft science. Oh, for sure. Definitely. So I just, I feel that's like with certain men, that's just a thing. So that was a, that was a common thread throughout my education is even entering as an like a non-traditional student and entering late into into school and especially at a university um was being able to value the people around me and even right. the 18 year olds is oh, to yeah is They're to bring, everybody's bringing something them. yeah oh yeah and i mean you know even for me um yes i have a lot of real world experiences and exposures to things that these kids never dreamed of but they speak calculus as a second language. Right. That's what, that's all they've been doing. Right. And, and to go from there and then go into a university setting. I mean, those are, those are some of the guys that you want to be able to talk to when you're trying to figure something out, uh, to be able to work through this. And, you know, that's, that's a lot of the military mindset I thought was to take advantage of people for their strengths and, you know, their strengths that they brought to the table. I agree. And even when it was an 18 year, 19 year old to be able to have that type of strength. In fact, I still have one of my best friends, um, 
that I met at University of Missouri, and we still uh, contact each other quite oh, a bit. Oh, I know. You guys always yeah, are texting back and forth. But, like, on a side note, if you don't want to do fucking calculus, hashtag soft science. Okay. <laughs> You and, can, and that's okay. And, and I, that is okay. Yeah. But that's, I'm telling like, because there's some people I heard that I believe are going to be just as oblivious as I was when the idea of college came up. And I'm like, you know, the first thing I, I told myself because of what I'd been told is, oh, I can't do that. I can't yeah. do that. I, I get it. But, but I realized I was pretty fucking smart. Oh yeah, absolutely. You are like, I'm like, they kept asking me to be in one of those things honor society stuff like that and i was like i'm good thank you though i i think it i think it takes a and and that kind of goes back to you know right place at the right time that it's not just it's a journey everybody has a different journey it's not just societal things and other it's it's also when you're ready for it yeah and for me um before I got into the military and, and, you know, understood what a degree did and, and worked with people who had degrees and kind of understood more about it, what it meant, you know, and, and also not just what it meant when, when you're an employer and you're going to hire somebody and it's for a position that requires a degree, it doesn't matter if you really like a person who seems really smart, that doesn't have a degree, you can't hire them. Because right. you, you can't take the risk on somebody who has unproven knowledge about something, Agreed. Who, who doesn't even have that exposure. And, uh, you know, well, that was really difficult your for me field. to get. But that's especially like in your field. Especially in my field, but that could also be in social work. Oh, yeah. And things. I mean, you can't just let somebody loose who has a non-proven education. I mean, uh, you know, goodwill hunting somebody who spends 20 bucks at of late fees at the local library. It's not even that. You like know. some people are going to hate me, but uh, th- we have all these people popping up that are life coaches. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Okay. And I'm sorry, people, but unless you have a social work degree, sociology degree, psych degree or something like that, you are not going to be my life coach. Yeah. Like I'm serious. Like I've seen some of these people and they can't yeah. even handle conflict and they're going to want to coach you on your life. And yeah, th- that's sure just, that's, that's one of these situations. It requires. Yes. Yeah. Because they take some course that shows them how to deal with situations. No, that not every situation is yeah. going to go that way. And it takes knowledge. It's taking away from people, you know, that are real social workers that have studied this stuff. Like our son who has a master's in social work, who is like given, you know, six years of his life. And I, and I think that's what we're talking about. Yes. That, you know, we've kind of stumbled across it, but it is credential. It is it credential. Is, it is a credential to be in the position that you're in. And, you know, some places don't require it. Some jobs don't require it at all. Uh, it's really more about you. But the places that do require it, I mean, you absolutely have to have those credentials. You have to have those education to be where you're at. And I'm saying for the life coach, that's my opinion. Like, I mean, some people to, to eat your own, I'm not judging you if you want to have a life coach, but I would really check those credentials. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's important to, to have those credentials to back up where you're from. 100%. So that was, uh, you know, my experience in, in getting, 
getting that education and making it work for me. And like I said, that was a major, uh, major issue with that is being at the right place at the right time is that I would not have done my education if it wasn't for the time that I had spent in the military. But at this point, you know, I mean, I, it's hard to kind of go back and say, Oh, what would I do if I hadn't have done that? Um, you know, because that, that was my, how I progressed through the military. And I'm sure at some point I would do something else, but I, I was always interested in vocational technical training, um, welding or something else. I really enjoy welding and constructing and fabricating things. That was always, uh, something that I enjoyed doing. And, uh, and I respect people who go through that type of training. Oh yeah. And there's, there's a lot of people who, uh, you know, it's like kind of like you said before, college isn't for everybody. Absolutely not. And there's jobs that need to be filled that aren't always just for a college degree. And that being said, um, you know, uh, just be respectful of everybody because they, you know, they, they made their choice. And if they're happy doing what they're doing, it's none of anybody else's business. You know what I mean? If they wanted to go to college or not, I mean... That's why we're saying, you know, to college or not to college, because we have five kids and we've raised other kids. Two, two, three more, possibly. Yeah. And, you know, half of them chose it and half of them didn't. Well, yeah, absolutely. But I and I think it's even more than that when you're making that decision is that, you know, let's say, for instance, that I kind of stayed where I was at or just took a you know, stayed in Kansas or something. And, and we just took a job up there. Uh, I certainly don't think I'd be making near as much as I'd be making right now. No, you were offered about a quarter of what you're making now. Yeah. With a master's degree. They're like, can we pay you, um, 35 or 40 grand a year? And we were like, can you kindly fuck off? Do you know how much my student loans are? Yeah. You stupid dick. And and that's kind of my point is that uh, you know, and that's even in engineering and okay, that's an entry level engineer position. That's where I was at that point. And, right. and I get it. Um, but even in other roles, I mean, it's no secret that, you know, a STEM role or a STEM education is going to definitely put you in the higher categories as far as pay for oh your yeah education. when it comes to pay for sure i mean right. look at our son who put six years in for social work he's i mean he's just he's not doing it for the money no and i'm i mean at some point he's i think he's can do good and a lot of those positions they uh they transition well into other positions that do pay pretty good depending on what oh, you I get agree. into but i think the i think that that is a major question is when you're, when you're trying to figure out, you know, should I go to college? Of course the, the money's there too. If you're going there because you think someone's going to automatically get you interested or if you, you know, you're bad at math and, Oh, I want to go get into a STEM course. Cause I think that's going to make me good at math. That's not going to happen. Um, I, I think that you can definitely work at something, but you should definitely work at your strengths. And, and the other thing is, is that it's not a guarantee I mean, you could go through um, easily 10 years of school and not be any better at something than you are right now. Well, and struggle finding a job. And struggle Just finding a job. Just as much as the person without a college degree. And have how much in student loans? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, that that could be overwhelming. I mean, I know lots of people that are crippled, absolutely crippled by their student loans. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're having a hard time paying back. And um, it's a lot. And, and, you know, I know there's a lot of question about, well, you took the student loans. Why would you take the student loans? You know, I think it's a societal expectation. I guess it's I'm not sure if it is as much right now. Okay, that's a topic for another day. But I think that uh, it definitely was a push, at least when I was growing up, that, you know, there was a constant talk about, oh, you know, you should go to college, you know, especially in high school when I was in high school. Right. Right. You know, and and all the people, hey, if you're attending university, uh, you need to meet in so-and-so's room at such and such or make sure you, uh, you know, take your SAT or ACTs. That's a constant push in high school, that that's what the expectation is of you. And I think that there is a delineation, uh, like a almost a cast, a societal cast, as far as who's going to be vocational technical, who's going off to the military, and you know who's going off to college, and who's just who's going to be a homemaker. You know, there's there's a there's that group or sports. There's there's that group. There's that cross section that you have that categorizes people in all these little in all these little cliques in high school. And and I think that. Of course, everybody who's going to college is absolutely looked at differently. I wasn't in a clique in high school. You weren't in a clique? No. No? I was the clique, motherfucker. Okay, well, you're you're a little different. I was just a weird person. People thought I was some kind of exotic creature because I did all these weird things that worked on cars. I wasn't in a clique either. Yeah, I was just... But there's a lot of people that are. I see that. You understand what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying, but okay. not, but there are people that fall between those. Well, and you just said you're one of them that fall between those lines or groups. Or you don't know. have a very, a very strong footing in any one category. True. Okay. But would you agree that the people who have declared that college is their thing by. Is usually in a clique. Is, is usually in the uh, group of people that's in the school that are treated better than others and that you know, as far as the school is concerned. I mean, in regular schools, yes. Yes, regular schools. I ended up going to a school for teenage mothers. Yeah, so I understand that, and that's a different road. Uh, but that's, what what I'm saying is, is that in a traditional school, what 90% of the people are exposed to, as they're going through high school, at least when we went through high school, uh, definitely those that were going to a university or something or were, were in that college uh, schedule as far as their classes are concerned were definitely treated better and looked as the higher oh, yeah. class system within the school. Yeah. Okay. And so I think to some extent, I'm sure that that still exists, although they probably aren't allowed to acknowledge that. Even though we're old as hell now and we don't really know. No, I'm just teasing. Old as hell. We're old as hell. No, I believe our kids were probably, I mean, our youngest boy, he fell in the category of probably nerds. Yeah. But he's just, he's just really smart. And he, he's kind of a, an exotic creature too. He's a. But my point, my point is this. But I'm saying that even the people that are really smart have a category. It's not just. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's them too, because they may not, those people may not have the financial means, but they have the brain in order to get them the scholarships yes. to get where they're going. No, I, I agree with and that. And the same completely. with sports. They're not always, 
the smartest, but they have an ability that can get them money in order to attend college, where in situations they may not be able to attend college if they didn't have that athleticism. Is that the word? Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, the same with people who are really smart. If they didn't score high on certain things and do certain things that some of those people wouldn't have that, you know, way to college. No, no, absolutely not. And that, and that's kind of my point is that, you know. No, I knew that's, that's where I was summing you up because it was like, I get what you're saying about him because yes. You're exposed to it in school. You're told this is what you're supposed to do. You take all the tests that you're supposed to do. You get good grades and you stay out of trouble. And then you go off to school, you know, and I'm not talking about our necessarily <laughs> our experience, but I think the model experience. You're like in general, this okay, is a generalization. And the model experience is yeah. you're supposed to do all that. You do good in high school. You go off to college. You get a four-year degree at least. And then, you know, at the, in the summer times you do internships and everything else. And then you land a, a six-figure job. And pay off your student loans. And that's just not the reality. No, it's not. Not at all. And that's my biggest thing is that, you know, I feel in a way that, I mean, I know that there's pressure from student loan companies and the government and, um, you know, everybody who makes money off of that whole thing, especially colleges and otherwise, they're they're making a lot of money off of providing education for people. And and that's kind of my point is that it's a money making opportunity and all these colleges and university are out there making a lot of money off of people going to school. Well, hence the reason you have parents that even pay, you know, you see all these celebrity parents that pay for their kids to, it's, you know, to get these degrees. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, and I'm not saying pay for the courses. I'm sure. saying like they're slipping money to the deans to give them degrees. Sure. Absolutely. And that, and then that, that's where it goes into, you know, you followed you drink the Kool-Aid and you went down this whole road and then all of a sudden you're left with forty, fifty thousand dollars in student loans or something, which is on the cheap end. Right. Um, and you know, you paid for all this or your parents are strapped with it. And, uh, what job do you have to show for it? I mean, unless you work for government or state or something like that, and you can get some of that per, uh, forgiven, then you're going to be paying on that stuff the rest of your life. You're going to be paying on it for at least 30 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's why you see a lot of people nowadays, too. I did have this um, one lady I knew that became a professional student because she knew if she kept staying in school and getting degrees, she wouldn't have to pay her loans back. Yeah. I seen a woman like that when I was in community college. And she was like 60-something. And she's still going to school because she's a career student. Yeah, there's a lot of people who do that. But she's going to die with all that debt. Yeah, sure thing. As long as they stay in school all the time, they don't ever have to pay it back and they're stuck with it. Yeah. But eventually, you know, I think that I think that if uh, things start getting forgiven and there's more and more programs for it, that that's not going to happen anymore. People no, aren't going to be able to do that. you see people doing like career stuff like no, that. No, not if you're actually going to do things. Well, I just, I, I think that the, you know, the number one in all this, or I don't even know if this is a number one, but certainly one of the things that, you know, we've talked about is uh i don't think it's necessarily the best financial decision to no not for everyone go into a university or college no not for everyone it's i really think it not. makes more sense to get into get into something that you really like doing i mean look at me you could be thriving sitting in your bed Thrive. in your robe doing a fucking podcast living life and i have a shih tzu and a scotty laying with me right now 
So, I mean, I'm living the life. I'm living the life. I'm living the life. But I have kids that have degrees, so that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, all, all of our kids, uh, I think, are, are doing what they want to. And, and, and at the time that they, at the time that is important to them, you know. Well, and there's one thing I got to say about college. I remember when I'm talking to my oldest son and when he first started college. Um, mind you, this is my first child, so I'm learning. And I had him at 16, but he goes into college and he's like, yeah, I want to be a creative writer. And I'm like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? How are you going to make money? How are you going to eat? Like I start going off on this tangent and I like literally just watch this spark like dull in his eyes. And I'm like, okay. That feels bad. It It is. And, and, but you know, again, I didn't, but I'm like, you know, the, the first thing in my mind is, and everything that's been put in my mind is it's so expensive. Like, how are you going to pay your bills? Yeah. Um, and I did that to him and I feel really bad about it. Um, and he went into social work, um, huge difference from creative writing, but you know, what I can say is that he still writes his music, writes his songs, you know, so I'm glad that he's still doing that, but I, you know, I regret ever saying that to him. Yeah. That, you know, and, and that was a huge thing that I learned. And that was when the whole college thing for me was like, do you know, it was just like, if you want to do it and do whatever you want to do, because it's your life and you got to be happy doing it. Yeah, for sure. And you could spend four years in school studying something that you don't want to do. And, yeah. and the worst thing that could happen to you is you get into a job that your education aligns with and then you're stuck for the rest of your life doing something that you really don't want to do. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is that's why, you know, he's like, okay, Hey, and you know, he does love helping people. And then we have the middle boy and he's played football his whole life and he's sports management is his degree. Like, um, as long as they enjoy what they're doing. That's that's the main thing. I mean, I know a lot of people out there are going to disagree because I've heard a lot of people tell their kids like, well, you got to make money. You got to survive. But at the end of the day, if they're just making money and they're just surviving and they have no happiness, then it's really not worth it. In it's the really end. not worth it. It's really not worth it. And if a kid feels like obligated to have to go to college and then have to have all this debt, you know, because... I would say there's a good majority of Americans that can't fork over cash money for their kids' college careers. They're either taking out loans to help them or the kids are taking out loans. And, you know, um, it, it's all a choice, you know. And and again, I can't stress anymore. Like, if you do have a kid that wants to go to college, I don't care if they want to go to college to be an elf in Santa's toy shop if that's what they want to I mean I'm just being sarcastic but like if that's what they want to do or or any you know I always hear people talking down about art or soft yeah. sciences if that's what they want to do let them do, let it. Them do it it may not be your point but it's not your life I would rather have somebody who is motivated and like really happy what it is they do I think that people excel in those fields even though it's not a field that we would necessarily associate with being a very successful field. 
Yeah. You know, because if it's about if they're passionate, yes, if they're passionate and enthusiastic about something, even if it's like you said, art. Okay. So for anybody out there listening to that, they're art majors or something else. And and we just, I love art through rocks at you. uh, I think it's important and I think it's undervalued. And I think that there's lots and lots of uh, areas of study that are undervalued like that. But I think that somebody who has uh, that appreciation, enthusiasm, and focus can in really that particular field can do thrive. really well. Yes, can, I agree. Can thrive. Even if it's something that they don't necessarily, that we would necessarily, you know, look at and say, oh, that's a successful field. Well, those, I mean, who cares? Those point, were the professors that really happy. drew me in in college yeah. is, remember, I was scrambling to find a class and it was just one that I had to use as a filler. It wasn't one of my you know, required courses for sociology, but I ended up taking, um, intro to dance. Yeah. And I also ended up taking Spanish, which I thought I'd never do. Ended up that both of those professors were so passionate about like what they were doing, what they were teaching that, um, they became my favorite classes. They really did. Like, and of course, you know, I've, I mean, the dance teacher, like, sh- I I went to watch male strippers and wrote a paper on that. So it was what it was. Would. I, w- I mean, it was great. I mean, but, you know, again, it was all about going and watching people dance. And, you know, um, and she she really gave people and listened to people's perspective. And so did this other professor. Also, why being passionate about what they were teaching you and telling you how that related or did not relate to whatever yeah um but you know it helps to have people and that are teachers too that are still passionate or professors that are still passionate about what they're doing because if you don't have that passion within the educational system including primary and secondary education then it really just turns people off and and they can tell oh yeah your your students that you're working with they can oh yeah. yeah they surely can tell so you know, I would say that to college or not to college, I mean, it's up to the person. Yeah, there's, that is the question. There's that is no, a there's question. There's no right answer. There is no right answer. You either go or you don't. And either way, no matter what anyone says is fine. Um, But do something that you're passionate about. And maybe, maybe normalize maybe normalize treating people who don't necessarily go to college with a little bit more respect Yeah. that that just because a person chooses not to go to college and they go straight into a technical field or, you know, military or whatever that, you know, that's, uh, that's what they want to do. That's what they're good at. That's what they're working on, you know, and praise them for it because I'd, I'd want somebody who's enthusiastic, who loves what they do and is, you know, their technical prowess into something like that rather than somebody who's, stuck in you know with debt and everything else and and you know in a, an experience that they really didn't need to be there in the first place you know if they had that that kind of support in the mentality well and don't ever go to school or take a job simply for the money no i mean money's nice but um what i can say is um i've been really really poor before and um it's made me respect money and people who are 
less fortunate than I am, like at my current time in life and, and give them the respect that they deserve. Um, I mean, again, I had a second grade teacher who was a good teacher that bought me shoes because I didn't even have shoes in second grade. I walked to school barefoot and she bought me a pair of shoes. Yeah, I get it. So don't do something for money. I mean, money's nice. If it comes with it, that's great. But do something you enjoy. And I feel like, you know, do I want to go back to school and get my degree? Yeah, and I may now since all my kids are out of the house. But I really enjoyed and I enjoy being a mom and being a wife. Like, I feel like that's my, that's what I was put here for. Yeah. And being a dog mom. And I feel like you were meant to be an engineer and you enjoy every bit of what you do. And actually, I enjoy it as well. Like, I enjoy what you do. I enjoy, I enjoy what I do. I know I'm, you do. And you're like, and it's not the same thing every day. No, it isn't. It isn't the same thing. Every I think day. you it's would like, get bored if it was. It w- it would be. I would. I w- I would. Um, I would cry blood. I'd hate it. <laughs> he would cry blood. Death by cubicle. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. And even even in my field, that there, there's plenty of areas that I can't picture myself in some cubicle somewhere working for a you know hundred thousand plus type of employer who oh, has no. just a bunch of people to shuffle around i'm, I'm too creative so are you we're both yeah. just too creative people like we we wouldn't be able to do that and yeah. you know there's some people that can and again hey i appreciate you you want to know why i appreciate you so much because i can't do it yeah i can do that so you know do what you want be happy go to college don't go to college i mean either way as long as you're passionate about what you do and you're being a productive member of society. And when I say that, I'm meaning like you're not just sitting at home on your couch eating chips for a job. Um, you're actually doing something and you're moving and you're doing something you're passionate about. Yes. 100%. Do that. Do Whatever that. that is. Do it. I mean, my I was passionate about wiping asses and changing diapers and I did it for a long time. You did a damn good job. <laughs> so is that it? Yeah, I think so. You think that's it? You sure? I, I think so. You I sure? think I, I hope it helps somebody. I hope it helps somebody too. I really do. I do too. And I hope it helps, you know, kids or something that are dealing with this kind of question about what they're gonna do later on. Well and just again, just there there's there's value in everyone and everyone's choice to educate not to educate past primary education or to do a trade or whatever everyone has value yeah for sure thank y'all for listening thank you